0: Do you talk about it with your friends? Do you dare talk about it with your grandparents? The Sealed Section, talking everything sex for everyone. Hello Shaggers and welcome back to The Sealed Section. Now today's episode, we are talking all things butt stuff. I'm so fucking excited for this one. It's a topic a lot of people like to joke about, maybe kind of dabble in the conversation. But it's not very often we get down in the nitty-gritty. Especially when we're younger. I don't know if there's any teens out there listening. I know when you're in high school, if a girl God forbids to have anal, she's the biggest slut in the school. And then when you get out all these guys are like, I wanna have anal, I wanna have anal, I wanna do this. And you're like, oh my god I don't know, I don't know how to go about that for starters. Two, if I do it, I'm going to be a dirty slut. So here's a conversation. We're taking the stigma out of it. We're actually breaking it down on how to approach it so we can all start approaching butt stuff in a safer, more enjoyable way because it is so easy to fuck up and so easy to associate butt stuff with pain. So I have brought on Miss Honey Analverka and we are talking all things but stuff shaggers. So I hope you enjoy. Today I have Miss Honey Analverker on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you for having me. So are you able to tell my listeners a bit about yourself?
1: Okay, so I am Miss Honey Analverker. -hmm. Um, I'm a pro dom sex worker porn performer podcaster artist I have a line of kinky jewelry. um I think I've covered everything I think (laughs) there's probably other stuff sex educator that's that's the other one this is why you've got me on here because (laughs) I happen to be a sex educator as well
0: (laughs) that's awesome are you able to explain how you have got into this whole industry at all was it something that you've always wanted to do
1: um well there's the two sides of it um I've been wanting to do porn since I was young yeah and growing up in a fact phobic society that we basically live in yeah. I always believed I couldn't being a BBW so big beautiful woman for anybody that doesn't understand the acronym. Um, So, yeah, for as long as I can remember, I can remember being like, you know, in high school, walking around, talking to my friends, going, I'd be a porn star if I had the body. And I, yeah, didn't think I could. And then just through life and the way things go and stuff like that, I ended up Ended up, in the last 10 years, I suppose, I ended up with quite a few friends that were sex workers. I met them through the kink community. Yeah. And then they kept saying to me, oh, you should do sex work. You'd be so good at it. And I'd be like, yeah, nah, I don't think so. That's not my jam. I'm very particular about who I fuck. I'm a slut, but I'm a picky slut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, so I didn't think I could and, so I, and then I got in this position where I was a single mum and I couldn't afford for my daughter, for my youngest daughter to do ballet and she's grown up with stories of her older sister doing ballet and doing all these competitions and travelling overseas to perform and all this sort of stuff and I felt terrible. I couldn't provide my younger daughter the most, like, this opportunity that her older sister had had because I didn't have a good job like I used to have. And my health wasn't good like it used to be. So I couldn't yeah. work a normal job. So that's how I sort of fell into sex work and sort of went, oh, well, this is a job I can work my own hours around my health and get enough in a short amount of time to pay for what I need rather than the minimum wage, which isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. Sort of. And yeah. And then I discovered I loved it and it's, um, Yeah, it's the right job for me. (laughs) And from there I got the confidence and learnt about the Australian porn industry, LinkedIn networked with all the right people, and then got to go into porn, which was my dream. So Yeah, that's
0: awesome. (laughs) And like I've seen, like you've been killing it. Like you got was it the 2019 the awards um BBW of the year? And that's so amazing. You've won that and you've come from like high school thinking that you couldn't even be in a position with your physique to do a job like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was absolutely blown away to win that award because it did, like you said, that whole having come from that and thinking I couldn't do it to then win that award just meant so much to me. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. And um, seeing as we haven't had the 2020 awards because of COVID, I'm like, "Ah, well, does that make me like reigning two years in a row? Yes, I think
0: for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Are you able to touch on, as you said, you like to do a bit of like sex education with your work as well, um, how mm-hmm. you incorporate that?
1: Okay, so I have the podcast, which is called My Mum is a Porn Star. And which is awesome. I, actually- <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love it so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> One of these days I will get around to us having merch. Right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool.
1: I could just imagine you know people walking around with "my mum is a porn star" on their T-shirt. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I co-host it a lot with my eldest daughter, actually. So we have mother-daughter chats about sex, and um, she's a bit more conservative than her views than me. Whereas I'm a yep. bit whoa. <laughs> 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 it makes for some interesting conversations. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that's that. I also do educational videos. I have so many more in the works that I haven't released yet, but they're coming eventually. One day I'll have time. Um, but, yeah, so my jam or my passion is everybody having free access to do, to good quality sex education because what we're taught in schools is bugger all. Um, it's definitely focuses it just skips over so many important things like a woman's pleasure and and just so much and what we're taught about stis even how we're taught to use condoms are wrong yeah you know and everybody's rocking around going the condom broke or this happened it was like yeah because nobody's told you how to use it properly yeah so, so um, true yeah <laughs> so that's my sort of my thing that everybody should have access to free good sex education because I find anything that goes in depth either tends to be written in academic language which most people don't understand yeah or, or it's behind a paywall which so many people can't afford can't it afford. A yeah so That's yeah a, yeah That's, it's a
0: very true point and yeah. I think unless you're looking for it you just don't you don't find it there needs to be something that here's this um, you know yep. this option, and like it's free, it's you know, or that you can have, and it's there. Yep. Like it's being put out for people because so many people, unless yep. you look for it, you just don't know it's there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so my mantra is sort of like uh, in the podcast. In the podcast, is my mantra is no big words because I want yep. everybody to be able to have access to this information. Doesn't matter what your level of education. Doesn't matter how old you are which is itself a controversial opinion because I feel teenagers need access to good sex education to be able to make informed choices and consent and protect themselves so yeah that's so important
0: yeah I think that's a really important thing especially the age like, I know a lot of people, they get anything under 16, they get antsy about and unsure. But yeah. like I, people start having sex so young. And I mm-hmm. know, look, I myself, I was just turned 14. I hadn't even really had sex ed yet. So I knew nothing. I was yeah. just winging it. Like, and exactly. I knew so many people like that.
1: Yeah, I was in the same position. I had, was having sex before we did sex ed in school. So, yeah. and also... Even asking your GP, I've been told so much misinformation by GPs over the years. So even if you go to your doctor with your concerns, nine times out of the ten, you're not going to get accurate information anyway. Like people don't realise that your GP only covers sexual health and education and stuff. It's such a small part of their training And then it's only focused on diagnosing. It's not actually focused on, you know, sexual sort of things. I remember I went to one of my doctors once and with a question about anal sex way back sort of thing. And my doctors turned around to me and she's gone, I don't know, we're taught about things coming out your bum, not into your bum. You know? (laughs) (laughs) They wouldn't. They just... Yeah, that's actually funny
0: you say that. I was talking to a lady who worked in a sex shop, and a surgeon had come in and he had no idea about butt plugs and things like that. And he came in, and he goes, I just want to see what you've got here. I'm going to invent something. Because he'd had a patient come in who would put like a carrot up their ass or something. So he just thought yeah. that there's nothing out there. So they're having to put these foreign objects in. So he's like walked yeah. in and then walked. So he obviously looked around and realised like, oh no, this is a whole, there's a whole thing here. Like even yeah. he didn't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so unfortunately, your GP is also isn't an option for you to get access to the information you need to have safer sex. Yeah. You know? um, so there's my podcast and educational videos instead.
0: Yeah, exactly, which is so important. And it's good coming from someone who, like, you know, has experience within that too instead of someone who just kind of has learnt about it and, like, doesn't really know yeah. too much, just like the textbook definitions and things like that.
1: Exactly. I um yeah. we actually our podcast got um two-thirds in the Australian Podcasting Awards in 2020. Yeah. So that was a bit awesome. exciting. Yeah. Um but I noticed when I was reading the little spiels that they wrote about each of the different shows that won um awards and the, another sexuality show, they were talking about how they get experts on to talk. And I'm sitting there thinking, I work sex every single fucking day of my life and have done for years I think I'm an expert
0: yeah I definitely I, definitely you know,
1: I'm, I'm not reading it from an from a, a textbook and telling people I have real lived experience I have seen so many dicks and different types and shapes and guys with different problems and everything that I've had to help them work through. It's like, no, I think I count as an expert. Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, that is so true though. It's so true. Well, so the reason I brought you on is because I wanted to talk butt stuff. We don't talk about it enough. (laughs) If we do it in normally a joking way, like I hardly have people bring it up in a serious conversation and a lot of Mm -hmm. people don't know how to approach it and then they end up in a situation that they don't want to be in or they think it's this big horrible thing because they've had a bad experience. So are you able to first explain to my listeners what like Arse Play is and what it can involve?
1: Okay, so... Like most styles of sex or types of sex, that's a whole gamut. There's <laughs> yeah. a whole range. From whether just you're just licking your the outside of it to whether or not you're inserting your whole entire arm up there. You know, yeah. there's a bit of a range. <laughs> <laughs> um and it's um and depending on what your aims and goals and previous experience is, is I suppose is how you're going to um attack it for one of a bit of a word um i i would say always there's some really uh basics that count across all things so always slowly yeah always slowly <laughs> always listen to your body it should not hurt if you're doing it right it should not hurt and if it hurts stop because you can actually do yourself damage yeah and lube Loop, 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 loop. Lube, 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 lube. Lube is your that's friend. So important. And a good quality lube over your cheap shit, um, preferably. Your, um, the anal passage is not only does it not provide lubricant, it doesn't produce lubricant like a vagina that self-lubricates to a certain point sort of thing. The anal passage doesn't produce any lubricant and it also absorbs because you think about it as your body's getting rid of all the waste through the system it's wanting to retain the water and get rid of just the waste products so those walls of that sort of whole system are all very porous and absorbent trying to get the last of that water out yeah so you're putting lube up there but your body's sucking the moisture up as well so you've yeah. got to keep reapplying that lube
0: yeah so many people want to know that they think just chucking a little bit on would be enough
1: yeah and if you don't you can have big tears but also you might there might not be any visual visual blood so you might think oh I'm fine but then there's micro tears and micro tears make you far more susceptible to catching an STI and things like that yeah so yeah,
0: yeah. Loop, loop yeah. your yeah. Friend. <laughs> loop <to> best friend <laughs> 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 and I don't know why so many young people especially they're terrified to use it they think I it's almost think like there's think- something wrong with them if they use it like my body's broken
1: Oh, oh no, this is something I've come across as a sex educator. I have come across all ages, not just teens, all ages. So many women, like, grown women think because they don't get wet, like, vaginally, that there's something wrong with them and that they might need to use lube is a sign that there's something wrong with them. Or men, the other thing I come across is that men take it as a, a, you know, a blow to the ego if you want to lose you lube because oh what you're saying i'm not good enough i didn't get you aroused mm-hmm. and it's got nothing to do with that well yeah it does <laughs> <It's> <laughs> arousal to cause um, the vagina to create lubricant yeah but it's also got to do with our lifestyles our dehydration our medications antidepressants painkillers so many things that we put into our body in a day-to-day life actually reduce our body's ab- ability to create vaginal fluids yeah so.
0: <laughs> yeah so true and I know I've read a few books too where you're mentally completely turned on but your body's just not not doing it or not, you're not turned on but your body's doing it like you, oh, it's
1: exactly it's, yeah because it's it's so many things it's hormonal it's chemical it's stimuli it's all these different things and they all have to be working in sync for everything to work the way you want and quite often they don't
0: yeah (laughs) so often they don't
1: and then they have these painful
0: experiences and they then they associate sex with that and it's just yeah yeah Luke's just super important should just always be in like your bedside table wherever you are
1: (laughs) exactly so I suppose that's a bit of a a good segue when you're saying about pain as well is with anal sex is a lot of people, they have the bad experiences with Mm -hmm. pain and then they'll go, oh, never again. That hurts. And so that's part of the problem is you need to work up to it slowly and not just expect to be able to get your penis or whatever you're trying to penetrate the ass with in first go because as soon as you have that painful experience your brain is going to associate like create this memory association with penetration around the ass and its first instinct is going to be like when when you're afraid or something or you're nervous about something your ass instinctively tightens yeah and so next time you want to do it you want to instinctively tighten whether you are mentally telling your body no relax and your brain's going no it hurt last time fuck off <laughs> yeah. um, so um so then you have to try and untrain that and teach your brain that it's okay, it can be pleasurable, not painful, which is a bit of a process because it's part of our body's self-defense mechanism yeah. to go, no, pain, ow, bad, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's really important to take your time and to be also aware of the anatomy because at, the, at our butt, shall we say there's two sphincters and you have an external sphincter that you can learn to control consciously yourself and relax but you have an internal sphincter which you can't your brains um in in control of that your subconscious or whatever because that's what's holding the poop in when it's ready to so if you just try and stick something in there you're going to hit that second sphincter because your brain's not going to understand to open it and that's where you get that excruciating pain that people quite often associate with anal sex
0: yeah do you have any tips then on how to overcome that um like your brain controlling that at all is there a way to do it like to relax or like um like do you know what i mean like is there a way that we can try and help reduce that like tightening
1: yeah so it might sound a bit Airy fairy, but I actually recommend massaging their butt first, like all their butt cheeks. Like if you want yeah. to do a full body massage first, go for it. They will love you. They'll be lovely and relaxed. But you want to massage all their butt, their like their buttocks and everything, and then massage, all that area around the anus and stuff, and start stroking over the anus so you're brain can feel that there's touch going on and it feels nice and it can be relaxing and it's not hurting and you might only get that far the first time you you try things you might have to do that numerous times over before your brain's gone oh no it's okay I am safe I can I can relax sort of thing so it depends on the person how fast you'd be able to train past that but, yeah, just slow, relaxing, you some pressure. You can push on it from the outside without penetrating. Just all those sorts of sensation that your brain can go, oh, okay, that's, there's something going on there, but it's not hurting. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think yeah. that's
0: important too because so many people aren't even comfortable with someone touching them there. So then uh-huh. when they just try and jump straight into penetration, no wonder it's not going to feel good. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And <laughs> as, I try, <laughs> I try, as I try to say to guys, like, look down at your dick. Is your dick wider or bigger than a poop? Because if it is, That other person's body is only used to pushing out a poo. All of a sudden you're trying to shove in something bigger than it's ever taken before. And one of the hilarious things I see all the time at work is that men, all the same men that will want to go and shove their dick in somebody's ass first go and go, oh, she cried or she said it was painful or this, that or everything else, and they've got like a say an average size cock about five to six inches long and then they'll go come to me and go oh, I want to be pegged and I'll pull out a dildo the size of an a- average cock and they'll be like oh where do you think you're gonna stick that huge thing <laughs> and they totally think oh my god now you're gonna put that in me no no I need something smaller and I'm like oh fuck off this is what you're expecting some chip to take first time exactly <laughs> it doesn't make any sense
0: think that too that they can just go and shove their dick on in there and it's gonna I, be fine
1: <laughs> I know, right? oh my god like I am so lucky that because I'm a serious anal trainer and I've been training for years like my poor ass it can take quite a lot and it can <laughs> take just that just like boom slap it in baby we're right um of the population can't. And to think of all the clients I've had, it is so rare for one of them to carefully take their time inserting it and slowly that I actually get shocked when they think do it and go, oh my God, this guy actually knows how to handle an ass. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's how rare it is that guys are actually careful.
0: Yeah, do you think that porn's played a role in that because you see so often in porn they just go straight into the anal and it doesn't show all the prep that they do beforehand?
1: Uh, Definitely. I think um, like it's a two-sided thing. Like if we were taught proper sex education both about anal sex and about porn, then they would not look expect look at porn and expect that to be reality yeah um but yeah definitely porn and the same thing porn we edit all that out or we we turn up to set actually expected to be ready so if I'm going to say say a baseball bat up my ass on a porno right I'm expected to turn up to set not only having cleaned out so there's not going to be any mess but pre-warmed so when a performer grabs that baseball bat and shoves that in, I am ready to go straight, straight away. I don't have to go, Oh, hang on. Just give me a minute while I stretch myself out first. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And of course, you don't see all my prep before I get to set. You don't even see the prep on set about all the pre negotiation that we do about discussing our bodies, what we can and can't take, and what different positions and all that before the cameras start rolling. Yeah. And then anything like lube application, they even that, they yeah, edit even that, that out. they,
0: yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's so, yeah, there's such just little important things that make the massive mm-hmm. difference.
1: Oh, mm. yeah. So once I discovered that how prevalent the problem was uh, with women and men of all ages not realising that lube use is normal, I've sort of made it my own personal little mission to try and always show lube application in my own content that I make.
0: Yeah, yeah that's a awesome. a
1: studio film, I have no control over that. But yeah. if, it's a, if it's content I have control over the editing, I will try to always include showing lube application and I've actually been advocating for studios to start showing the lube application in their yeah in their movies. No, I
0: think that's so important. It's just one little thing that would make such a difference. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Now when it comes to approaching like us playing like anal penetration, do you have any <laughs> tips for prep? Because I think a lot of people freak out about this part of the whole process.
1: Okay, right ready. so most of the time the waste product or your poo is sitting up in your intestines behind your colon before it doesn't actually descend down into the anal passage until it's almost ready to, to go, so to yeah. speak. Um, so most of the time you're not going to have mess. However, if your colon gets stimulated or irritated or sometimes the timing's not just right or a few different variables, there can be mess. Um, I think it's time we all grow up and realise if we're going to play with a shithole, sometimes shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's one of my pet peeves is that people go on about, you know, if there's any mess and it's it's a very vulnerable thing to open up you that part of yourself to let somebody into that and you're going to already be feeling all these feelings and stuff without worrying if they're gonna judge you if there happens to be any mess. Yeah. So I think it's really important that you let the other person know that it's okay, whatever happens okay. Um I do recommend always having a towel on handy. Like seriously if there's a bit of mess, why but She's fine. We wipe our own butts. We wipe our kids' butts. We can wipe our partner's butts, surely. Yeah, Um, definitely. (laughs) um, Baby wipes is another good one to have on handy. But if you feel that you absolutely must clean out, I would recommend douching over an enema. Yeah. Um, You only really need enema if you're doing hardcore stuff. For general anal sex, douching is fine. So and if whereas if you get water up into the colon it doesn't all drain back out nice and neatly sort of thing it sort of gets all caught up in the bends and just dribbles out over the next few hours you can get little leakage yeah. which if you're worried about mess you're not going to want leakage yeah. <laughs> so douche rather than enema
0: yeah awesome yeah so from prep then how would you begin
1: Okay, so if you've been working, like you've done your massage or whatever, if the person that you're going to be penetrating needs that help, whatever, to calm down, um, I would start one finger, working up to two fingers, working up to three fingers. Once you're up to three fingers, that's generally enough for a average size toy or an average size penis sort of thing um yes obviously some things are bigger than others (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and when you're going to actually penetrate you want to like put the pressure on the outside and just slowly push into it don't just push all the way through because that second sphincter's right there behind the first one so you want to like just push and put pressure and slowly penetrate so that second sphincter's got time to sort of register something's going on and open up sort of thing the time for the body to do the thing
0: yeah no i think that's really important taking it slow and because a lot of people too would just think oh it's a finger that's nothing chuck it straight in
1: And if you have only had fingers in previously and then want to go deeper than finger depth, remember that's also like un, untouched territory, shall we say, yeah. and it hasn't been stimulated or warmed up or stretched in the same way the shallower part where you've been able to reach with your fingers have. So then you need to take that part slow and be considerate of that as well.
0: Yeah. Are you able to explain it or... Um like what a butt plug does so like the way it stimulates and what the purpose of that is
1: okay so a butt plug is a oh, sort of spike cone shaped maybe or oh, not even i don't know what type how would you describe the shape of a it's, butt plug they're <laughs> like i cuz like I don't, now
0: that
1: I, have to, I don't know. It's kind of right cone-shaped. Right. It's just like it's a. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Like, or maybe like a diamond, but rounded at one end, because obviously yeah. you don't want to show the point. Yeah. So. Um. So yeah. So you have the diamondy part with the long, slopy part. That's the bit that you're pushing in because it's that s- slow, gap gradual you know, starting with a small part and stretching it wider and wider and wider, and that's why you have that cone sort of shape. And then at the thickest part, that's the part that sort of once you get it past the sphincter, it sort of swallows it and goes, (laughs) and it sits behind the sphincter inside while the stem sticks out through your butt, and then you have the flange, which is the bit that's wider than the rest because you shouldn't stick things up your butt that doesn't have a flange or a or a string because butts don't end the other end of your butt is your mouth yeah. <laughs> so um they just keep going and going there's just lots of turns and sphincters and stuff and you literally can lose toys up your butt yeah and the doctors i they don't tend to stick their hand up there and go retrieving things if you lose something up the butt and they can't get it out easily they will open you up and cut all that open to retrieve it rather than trying to like fossick around in there as such so then that's a major operation you're left with all this horrible scar tissue it's all not fun all the way around yeah. So make sure you have a flange or a string. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's anal plugs, just the feeling, The there's so many nerve endings right there in the anus that just that feeling of the pressure, the fullness, the being stretched, um, a lot of people find quite pleasurable. It yeah. can feel weird at first. It can feel like you need to poop because there's your nerves are registering that there's something in the passage and normally your body's that's the the cue to go to the toilet you know yeah um so it can feel weird like that and you just need to stick with it and it's once again it's your body your brain learning going oh okay this is a whole new experience yeah um i think it's also important to remember if you're wanting to get bigger sizes up there eventually that 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 plug is only stretching out a very shallow part of the anal passage so once you go deeper than that then it's back to being tight normal sort of thing so yeah. don't go shoving long wide things up there if yeah. you're really used to anal uh, to butt plugs yeah
0: is there any other toys out there that are good for stretching further like a longer distance
1: um so i personally use dildos yeah. For, for my anal training, um, I find them far more useful for the, because I like to stretch the whole length of my anal pr- passage. So, yeah, so I, I use dildos, um, ones with a little bit of give. I find the soft ones a, a flop too much. And the hard ones—they just got no give in there. And your body's got all these curves and bumps and stuff going on in there. (laughs) Um, If you just got that little bit of give, it's far kinder on your body, and you're more likely to achieve your goals. I find. I think it's also important to note that you should put a condom over your toy, and if if it's not Mm -hmm. body-safe silicone, yeah. So, um, I don't know if you've come across body safe silicon as opposed to the cheap shit that toys are made out of
0: yeah I haven't come across the cheap stuff personally but I did have a uh, sex shop worker come on last week and talk about some of those things yeah
1: yeah because the toxins in those cheap toys is horrendous and there's there's no um standard that they have to reach they can literally put any chemical that's that so toy.
0: terrible that they don't have a standard that they have to reach yeah
1: yeah, exactly. yeah that's... it's not like anything else that's tested to be safe for the body no this is they can literally gung whatever straight into those membranes because like you know your whole anal passages a membranes and membranes just absorb straight yeah oh, oh toxins
0: castigenics That's oh my so, god yeah and so many people especially buying their first sex toys want something cheap and online so it's just easy for them to get and they don't do any research
1: yes exactly yeah. so yeah put a condom over your toy it will make cleanup easier and it will save you from the toxins yeah and remember
0: lube <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, is there anything else to look out for during, like, anal and just um, ass play?
1: Okay, so if there's blood, stop. Yep. You've got to let your body heal. Um, if there's pain, stop. Like, I cannot stress how much you to listen to your body. Your body will tell you what's right and what's wrong for it. Um, don't push through the pain. That's really not a good idea. Just because somebody else pushed through the pain and it was fine, doesn't mean that's going to be the case for you. Yeah, I've I've had a pretty horrible butt injury that wasn't even a tear. It was from too much pressure and everything underneath the skin sort of tore and parted. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it without. But yeah, sort of like looked sort of like a hemorrhoid but wasn't a hemorrhoid or a varicose vein and, and it was horrible and I was worried I'd, I wouldn't be able to do my anal training and fisting ever again and so and that's just you got to listen to your body um yeah. what else what else what else Ah, uh, toys that's another thing with toys if you're sharing them make sure you put condoms on them because the same way as those toys leach toxins out they also suck in body stuff as well so you can spread STIs and that through sharing toys so make sure you cover your toys with condoms um gloves are also a good idea for fingers and stuff yeah because your fingernails just even like the daggy bits on the sides they get dry and hard they yeah, can yeah be quite nasty and yeah town. they
0: would be yeah that's actually yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that
1: yeah. And it also stops the getting shit under your fingernails smell. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Let me tell you, if you get shit under your fingernails, that shit stings And you can scrub it in there for scrubbing brush and so it's like it won't go away.
0: I imagine it'd be something like garlic. You know, when you cut garlic and it's just you stuck there for days and you just like yeah, every time yeah. you put your hand up to your face, you just smell it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. (laughs) Yeah, so gloves are a great idea as well. Um, Lube, gloves, condoms. uh, Be uh, wary that you are at risk of an extra, shall we say, set of STIs or whatever with anal play. So you start becoming at risk of things like Shigella, um, which you know, that are carried by fecal matter. Yeah. As so, um, yeah, be aware of that. So rimming, you can catch Shigella from rimming, things like that. And also faeces, once it's outside of the body, the bacteria in it just grows exponentially. It hits the oxygen and it just, like, goes growth hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something. Hungry. Yeah. So your clean-up is important and also... Wet shit's a lot easier to get off toys than dry shit. So if you clean up straight afterwards, it makes cleaning so much easier too. Yeah,
0: definitely. Can we just go from, say we're having anal, can we just go from having a penis in the anus, then to the vagina, then back to the anus, then back to the vagina? Oh,
1: yeah, that's a no. (laughs) And that's also something we're guilty of perpetrating in the porn industry. Yeah. So that's asking for BV, bacterial vaginosis, or a urinary tract infection, or thrush, you know, all these things can be caused by, yeah, from going from anal to vaginal. So that's the same with your fingers as well as your dick, with your toys. Yeah, you shouldn't, yeah, no, don't do that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm guilty of it in my pornos, and um, I confess it's one of my kinks. I actually yeah. like the dirty dick going in, but... <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. I've been sitting there for years going, ah, I've got a vagina, like, you know, I've got this like cast iron vagina that never gets BV. And I'm already prone to naturally prone to UTIs. So, Matt, I'm going to get them anyway. And I've got this magic vagina that just doesn't get BV. So, ha, huh, come at me, dirty dicks. And about a month ago, I got BV for the first time. Oh, <laughs> I <was> no. Like, <laughs> I yeah, so, you had a good run. I, I did have a good run, yeah. Um, karma come back to bite me in the ass for that one for bragging about that. And um, I discovered that yeah, beefy is horrible. Like,
0: I, yeah, I haven't had it myself, but I can imagine.
1: Yeah, it's something that um, sex workers tend to be prone to because we have so many like fingers and dicks going into Mm. us it really upsets the vaginal bacteria levels which is basically what um bv is is um your bacteria levels being all out of whack hence the latin name for bacteria vagina whoa (laughs) um but um it actually it's not just the smell not just the fishy smell or the white discharge and all that moisture it actually makes sex painful
0: Oh really? So I didn't know
1: that. I didn't realize that either. Like I knew if you got a really bad case, but I didn't realize your everyday run of the mill minor case of it was painful. Yeah. And because the like, you know, I work with so many girls that are prone to it and always getting it, and um, and so like I'm sitting there going oh yeah bloody bv it's really funny actually because i'm sitting there going the girls going right i've got this 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 and this i feel that it's bv can you check for me you know because the gps aren't gonna know they never know shit no they They don't don't. especially not with that stuff no not with that stuff and i remember going to my gp afterwards going i've got bacteria yeah i've got bv I need this and this and this. I don't want this medication. I want this one. And he's going, how? How would you know? And I'm sitting there going, oh, I know. I've got this, that. And he's going, yeah, but how do you know it's BV? And I'm sitting there going, I got the girls to look and they know. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, your industry, yep, yep, they would know, yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, and then I said to the girls, I went, oh, my God, that was actually painful and they're like yeah didn't you know and i'm like i realized it was a bad case but i didn't realize to this little minor case i've got that yeah it's actually horrible yeah don't don't put dirty dicks in the vagina and give that poor girl you know bv yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) in say a heterosexual relationship where Uh the woman wants to say approach butt stuff but towards the male partner do you have Mm -hmm. any tips on how to approach that conversation because I know some males get a bit sensitive about the topic and think that it's going to hinder their sexuality if they go down that path
1: I know right yeah oh my god Nothing kills my lady boner faster than a guy going, Am I gay? Don't fuck me in the ass because then I'll be gay. It's like, no, you won't be gay. <laughs> oh, you'll just be experiencing pleasure in a different way. Hello? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Um, oh, that's a good question because it does sort of depend on the male. Yeah. Uh, um, you could definitely. <sighs> Ooh. Like, because even if you're having a conversation about how the prostrate um, is like is this wonderful organ that has all this potential for pleasure, not all guys even know what their prostate is or even where it is really. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, probably, I reckon, you know what, it's best to encourage open, honest communication in bedroom to start with. Yeah. And if you can... Ha- have that start having that as the norm in your bedroom conversations then when you spring that on them so to speak it won't be such an outrageous idea that you've gone I want to try this yeah sort of thing um yeah definitely you can always reassure them of course that they're not going to be gay they're not going to be looking at men going oh damn yeah I want some of that (laughs) um (laughs) it's it's an organ for like the prostate is amazing the like I'm I don't even have a prostate in my ass and the amount of pleasure I can get from the nerve endings in there such a sensitive area is amazing so I just think guys they've got a prostate as well like fuck yeah yeah why would you deny yourself that pleasure yes (laughs) literally yeah so um Yeah, I would say, yeah, work on your bedroom communication to start with and you can sort of ease into it maybe. Um, One thing I learnt coming from a small rural town background, which was very vanilla, and then joining the kink community, is that vanilla or non-kinky people could learn a lot about sexual communication from kinksters. Yeah. And how much that improves your sex being just being able to communicate well about it and being comfortable communicating about it and talking about it
0: yeah that's so true i know so many people in that community amazing communication skills because they know what they want they know how to address it their boundaries and just how boundaries is just another massive thing that people don't even know how to talk about they don't even know what their own boundaries are Exactly, yeah,
1: Or and the difference between consent and enthusiastic consent, and all those sorts of things. So, yeah, the average yeah. person is like, Well, she said yes, it's like, What, well, no, was did she look like she said yes? Or did she get feel obligated to say yes? Because if she felt obligated, you know, there, there's no yes there, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, no,
0: so, that's so true. Mm. Say that, um, the conversation's gone well and they've gone yes but they want to ease into it, say, through like um, a blowjob and just using hands. Do you have any tips on how you could maybe give, give a blowjob and use your hands to start stimulating the area?
1: Okay. So below the balls, you've got the gooch area. Yep. So um, there's actually a spot that you can press on the gooch and it stimulates all the stuff inside like the internal part of the penis and that um, because the penis is actually bigger than what it looks like on the outside it goes it continues internally as well and you can sort of like press on that and that feels good and they tend to sort of like push back up to your fingers going oh yeah that feels good and then yeah. you can sort of work your way down closer to the ass, then you know, especially if they're feeling like all the good stuff and you're making it sort of like a rocking or up and down sort of with their pleasure, so they're not just going, Oh, oh, oh the finger's getting closer to my ass, or Oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> um, the told just part of this, Oh, 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 my gooch play is feeling all yummy and numb and stuff, and it's getting closer with each movement sort of thing to their butt. You can sort of like play around the outside of the anus and put pressure on it or you can lick so if if you like give them a rim job and and lick up through the goosh up to the balls and all that sort of stuff and start incorporating how, how they feel like all the pleasure in all those lovely zones and then you can move to having like actually penetrating with the finger Yeah. And so if you get to that point, you can penetrate with a finger or two. The prostate is actually on the um, anal wall that's closest to the front of your body. So if they're lying on their back and you're sucking their cock and you've got your fingers up their ass, if you do sort of like a come hither movement, much like people often recommend for simulating the G spot in a female body, yeah, is, um, yeah, you will feel. They prostrate and stimulate that, so it feels. It's when it's um, when they're aroused, it gets all engorged with blood and it swells up, and it feels a bit like a walnut or a brain sort of thing. You can, it's a definite spot you can really feel. It's much easier to find than a G spot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot um, of
0: people wouldn't know that.
1: so yeah so you can feel that um if you've got really short fingers and a partner that's really tall it might be hard for you to reach I know I have that problem yeah um but yeah that's sort of or you can incorporate all that wide sucking them off and all part of all the mouthy and fingery goodness and they will love it yeah I can imagine
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know guys that go there once they've gone they're like oh my god why did I not do this
1: before (laughs) Oh, my God, you have never heard a guy moan like sex moans until he's having something up his ass being stimulated <laughs> that way. And, oh, my God, he will moan like you would not believe. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> is there anything else that you think is important when it comes to butt stuff, anal, anything at all in that area?
1: Okay. Um I if you're looking at long term wanting to achieve goals or stuff, like cause the average person, they're just gonna be happy with anal. Yeah. Um then you have people like myself that goes, oh, I wanna get a whole hand in there or I wanna take giant dildos or I want to colon train and all these sorts of cool things. Um I it's important to remember you need to like like I keep saying about listening to your body. Like I the skin inside the anus like or the membrane is just like your skin on by the outside of your body that it needs to stretch slowly over time. So think about if you gain weight slowly, your skin will stretch, but if you gain weight fast, then you end up with um, stretch,
0: stretch marks.
1: marks. Yeah. So if you, yeah, if you gain weight, if you gain weight fast, you end up with stretch marks, which is a type type of scar tissue. And that's going to affect your ability to be able to take large sizes and big insertions. So you need to do it really slowly over time. And just like different people have different amounts of elastin in their skin, which causes them to be more flexible or, than other skin, um, the membranes inside your ass are the same. So when I first started anal training with the serious anal training with the goals towards starting fisting, it only took me six months to achieve fisting. That's quite fast compared to a lot of people. Some yeah. people can take up to two years before they can achieve a fist. Yeah. And also it depends on the type of size of the fist you're trying to put in there too. Um, one thing I've heard some sex educators saying, which I think is a really dangerous thing to say, is that you can go from virgin butthole to taking a fist in one session. Um and every sex educator I've heard say that isn't somebody that's into being fisted anally themselves, where if yeah. I talk to other people that are anal trainers and I every single one's horrified that somebody would say that because it's really not safe. Yeah. So time, yeah, time.
0: Yeah, it's actually great to know how long that actually can take because a lot of people would not think, that six months would be fast. They would think that that's a yeah. long time to take to that. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: the think too, because you're, you're not only stretching the skin, but you're stretching all the muscles around it. So, and they shrink again too if you stop your training. So think of like when you, somebody, if a gymnast is learning to do the splits and, you know, it takes time for them to get that and if they stop training, then they, you know, they can't do it as well and they've got to put all that work back into it again. But um, also, you know, if you do it too fast, you're going to tear. You're going to do all those those things. And it doesn't mean that they're going to be loose afterwards or whatever. They're because you can stop training and it will shrink again if you haven't rushed it. If you've rushed it, then you've done all this damage to your muscles that you're not going to retain that um, ability to shrink again and hold your shit in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's and that's go
1: wrong. When you rush yeah. it, when
0: yeah, And you could end up with some serious, like, health problems and... Yeah. Yeah. So... No, that's very yeah, so good. And
1: then you could be stuck wearing a butt plug, not for fun, but... to oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> for an adult happy, which is uh, yeah. not fun. Oh, no. Unless, unless diaper plays your thing. Um, no. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that was awesome. Uh, where can my listeners find you on like Instagram and different things?
1: Okay, so my, um, my personal um, Insta, Twitter and all them uh, are at, at Miss Honey Anal. Um, if you Google Miss Honey Anal, I generally come up because I know nobody can spell anal worker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the podcast is My Mum is a Porn Star. Um, if you want to go check it out, please don't listen to the most recent episode first. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot confronting and if you start there, you're just going to be scared. Go <laughs> okay. back to the earlier stuff, warm up me and how brutally honest I am about everything and open. Then you can get up yeah. to that. So start with that one first. That was the most recent one when we won the award and everybody went and listened to that one and was a bit put off. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> So I've really got to get season two out there. <laughs> that episode. Um, and it sounds so innocent too. It's like the hygiene episode. So that sounds innocent. I go <laughs> like all these places. Um, so, yeah, so if you, yeah, my mum is a porn star on all the major um podcast platforms we have a website um if you're interested in the jewelry that's copiously kinky
0: yeah that's awesome. on
1: insta yeah the podcast has insta twitter or facebook but we never do anything with it i just have too many social media yeah. to keep up with
0: it's hard enough to keep up with one let alone multiple yep. different ones yeah 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 so well that's awesome so yeah, yeah
1: and um there's videos to the educational videos if you're looking for those. So there's a couple on YouTube um, yeah. under Miss Honey Anal Worker. I've got a channel there floating around that I really should pay more attention to. And um, I, they are all up on Pornhub as well. But I think at the moment with all the payment processing stuff, I, think, I don't think you can access them with all the problems going on with Pornhub, Pornhub at yeah. the moment. But I will hopefully rectify that soon.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking wow. a lot about butt stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> I
1: love butts. Butts are awesome.
0: <laughs> now, Shaggers, I hope you enjoyed today's episode talking all things butt stuff with Miss Honey Anal worker. You know, honestly, hopefully there's people out there who didn't learn anything because they were already doing all of these amazing things and having the best butt play, anal, whatever you do. I hope there's people out there, but I also hope that for ed- everyone listening that you did learn something because that was an amazing conversation. Now, I won't be posting next week, potentially the week after, because your girl is turning 21 and I have to go back home for that. So I'm not going to be posting. I just want to enjoy myself for however long I'm home. I actually have no idea how long that's going to be, but max two weeks. So any sugar daddies out there listening, you heard me right, 21, you know where to hit me up, (laughs) I'm just joking. But anyway, I will miss you shaggers and I will see you in a couple weeks when I bring on Charlie Ford and we talk all about the porn industry, escorting and all that nitty gritty in the sex industry. So thank you shaggers. Please reach out to me with any comments, stories, questions, anything you got either through my Instagram at the sealed section or through my email, emilyduncan at the sealed Please subscribe to my podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to these episodes and also leave a review as I would love to know what you're thinking. So I will see you shaggers later.